0: Today we have Dan Sykes. He is an entrepreneur, filmmaker, author, body worker, and founder of Somatic Training Network. By the age of 40, he seemed to have it all. The cash and prices most men want. The beautiful wife, happy kids, thriving business without even surrendering to the mundane life. That is until everything fell apart. Sykes set out to change his life by up, finding out who he really was and stumbled into the world of Russian material arts. Hi then, thank you for joining our today's podcast Feel Your Feelings. I understand that Syntema, uh, the Russian uh, material arts is something that was very important to you. And I've learned it's not a sport, right? Uh,
1: No, Sistema is uh, a a military martial art. And uh, it is is not done for sport. Uh, It's very not flashy. Um, The soldiers are trained to end fights very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's mainly practiced by, Um, elite soldiers bodyguards and that kind of thing because it really doesn't have a sport application
0: no and it's there's also no competition and no belt system like in karate or uh, judo or, or, or aikido right
1: no there's no belt system at all it's a very egalitarian training environment, which is a little bit strange for a Russian tradition because Mm -hmm. their culture certainly is anything but that. Yeah, Um, And in fact, um, under the Stalin regime, the practitioners of Sistema were banned and many of them were executed. And only Stalin's bodyguards were officially permitted to train and practice in Sistema during the Stalin era. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, tell us uh, how this This whole picture-perfect uh, life of you, uh, at least from the outside, fell apart. In your opinion,
1: well, you know, my ex-wife and I had been together for a very long time, and I stopped uh, filmmaking at a certain point and helped her with what was her company. And we brought on a partner, and the three of us scaled this company for a very long time, and we really had this really strong sense of being a single team and we moved to Maine and had kids and it came to a point where we sold the company and um, almost immediately from when we sold the company, we no longer had this um, joined mission anymore. And of course we had been together at that point, 16 years and our visions of what we were going to do with the big winnings with, you know, finding the American dream and selling out and being in a position where we never had to work again at such an early age, Mm -hmm. um, left us with both radically different ideas of what the next 50 years of our lives were going to be. I would say that's the short version of it is that we had no shared mission anymore. And Mm -hmm. our, visions of the future were just so different that mm-hmm. things inevitably started falling apart and i would say pretty quickly it took us six more years but before we were divorced but things were suddenly not good very quickly after that
0: okay yeah i i get it but do you have any idea what what the course was in that matter uh
1: well my course was to um Change my life from having spent eight or nine years helping her become very financially successful, but in doing work that had no artistic or spiritual benefit to me in any way. Mm-hmm. I was really sort of time in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go back to, you know, at heart, I'm an artist. I've been a, um, professional musician since i was a boy soprano and went to boarding school in new york city i I sang in carnegie hall when i was 10 years old and Mm. um so i've always been a very serious musician and filmmaker and i'm an artist at heart and um my you know i teamed up with a woman who was extreme is extremely practical in her Mm -hmm. worldview Mm -hmm. and viewed really any significant amount of time or money spent toward artistic pursuits in a very negative light. So it Mm. is frivolous, childish um, nonsense. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: uh, I felt like to me, it's the difference between suffocating and breathing. And um, I would say that really was the difference. And I wanted to live a life that felt meaningful to me without feeling like I was a bad guy for doing it um, every time I walked through the door.
0: Yeah, sounds like you are, um, at least that's what I feel. Maybe you can uh, state it if that's true. Um, You were a a pleaser and because of that, you uh, abandoned yourself emotionally.
1: Yeah, I I really got to a point in my uh, filmmaking career where I had um, come across the the third sort of big brick wall in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, And with films, of course, you're dedicating years of your life towards something that Mm -hmm. often doesn't materialize. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I got there the third time around, I was in a delicate uh, moment, and I think I was 31. And Elena said to me at that point, Um, we can either make a life together, or you can continue trying to get your film career off the ground. But at this age, I can't build a life and raise kids with somebody, um, who's pursuing such a long shot, um, you know uh, economically long shot yes because you're not trying to make conventional films and you're not just getting a job with the studio you're you're trying to do these groundbreaking things that are by their nature high risk and uh, making unconventional films and i'm not comfortable with that i need security and i chose at that moment to walk away from my lifelong passions and choose oh, okay. the safe route. And I didn't realize that was putting me on a road toward gaining a pound or two a year. Well, sort of slow death, you know, slow yeah, yeah, spiritual yeah, 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 death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the midst of economic prosperity, I really was dying inside. Yeah. Yeah, and when we cashed out, and suddenly we're on a mountain of money, I felt like I had broken through the ice from underwater, and I was coming up to breathe again. And this was my second chance. And I had made a bargain with her that I'll help you with your your company, but if we ever get successful enough that you feel financially secure, mm-hmm. I want to go back to pursuing what's important to me. Yes, and she made that deal with me, but I, she made that deal believing it would never happen and then when it happened she was (laughs) upset to say the least you know deeply disturbed because she knew uh it wasn't just an issue of monetary risk it was an issue of me throwing myself into a passion that she said it at one point that she was jealous of my passion for my work yes um and that she needed to be the number one in someone's life and it wasn't just an issue of money that she thought it was she now realized that it was an issue of how little of me is left sometimes and and i had to learn also a balance because i realized that for years when i was involved in filmmaking projects i was becoming a ghost you know Mm -hmm. i I was so wrapped up in it that i was physically present but not present with the people i loved and i Yes. allowing myself an excess of attention at the at the cost of my human relationships
0: yes I get it yes so
1: that was part of my maturing was coming to realize that it wasn't just her being unreasonable it it okay. was me going overboard when I was in that role of filmmaking as well yes
0: okay so that were actually two extremes like yeah,
1: they're, they're, we are two A personalities who, as I say to many people, we are two dragons that, that somehow yeah. matched because she's an introvert. She wants to be the backroom mastermind and I'm yeah. the frontman. And yeah. um, that worked, even though we're both sort of forces of nature. Um, for 16 years, we were one unstoppable force of nature when it wow. was good
0: yes you know absolutely and yeah i mean i love it how you look back at that
1: well thank you yeah it it's it's at it's at a lot of cost a lot of pain a lot of, of introspection of and of course a lot of help and going to all kinds of programs and it hasn't just been physical and nervous system training i've done but like many people by this stage of the game when I hit the midlife crisis, I, I had to reach out to a lot of different kinds of help.
0: Of course, of course. But even though you, it, it sounds like you are there now. And I'm not saying it was easy because I went through a, a, a divorce myself and I totally get it. Uh, and I even understand why my, my husband uh, wanted to divorce me in that, in that matter. But sometimes a relationship has um well as i see it uh brought you uh spiritual lessons that you needed to learn and then there is a next stage in your life
1: yes i i agree with that and i think you know part of what our you know it's sort of uh, you're a child and then you're a young adult and your mission is to sort of get a foothold and maybe establish your own family. And once that mission is done, I think we're presented with this mission of coming to terms with your old hidden scars and triggers and um, um, getting a, a sense of who you are that's not based on fear.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree. 100%. So how, so you, you, how did you get involved with, with, uh, martial arts in the first place? Well, I was not really a
1: martial, yeah, I was a very non-physical person my whole life. You know, my, Mm -hmm. um, I, I grew up, um, feeling overweight feeling sort of not invited to the club of the fit and the beautiful Mm -hmm. and my sense of nothing's going to stop me always came from my mind and Mm -hmm. my talents in music and acting and um so when everything fell apart I had uh I had just written after we sold the company i wrote produced directed and starred in a feature film that i shot in russia entirely on location in russia and during the course of this one of the people on the film was a student of this russian martial art which had been a state secret until 1995 and uh, from 95 on they started teaching the public and were allowed to acknowledge that this martial art exists it's still a very highly controversial martial art because so much attention is placed on training the nervous system so there's a Mm -hmm. tremendous amount of slow motion work involved and uh people who have not trained in sistema other martial artists um look at this slow motion training with uh disdain um what the masters are capable of quite frankly looks fake it um because they have such internal control of their muscles they do a lot of things that involve um what we now know are mirror neurons that if, if you do yeah. something internally yeah. it makes the person you're touching do this so systema people can take you by the arm and make you fall down and and the way they the masters do this is they slightly clench all the muscles in their body And then we learn to contract and relax in waves. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we relax from the feet toward the hand that's touching the other person. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, these mirror neurons Mm -hmm. uh, cause that other person's butt to let go for just a little second and Mm -hmm. they fall. Mm -hmm. And even when I started training, I was seeing this in front of me and was just like, this is nonsense. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then Mm -hmm. I, I took my turn and the same thing happened to me and I just was like what is this I think (laughs) what draws a lot of people to Sistema is the sense that when you're training in other martial arts and everyone's used to the the teacher besting you um, and you're used to being down on the ground in pain um, but in karate or a lot of martial arts you always know why oh this guy just kicked me he punched me in the face he's got me in a a hold of some kind Mm -hmm. with Sistema Because it's a soldier art, because it's based on nervous system to nervous system fighting, and because um, soldiers don't want to let you know they're defending themselves. They they Mm -hmm. only want to trick you. Warfare is not about brute force. It's about deception and fooling the other person. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of training into pretending you're not defending yourself and making, making it look like it's almost an accident that the other person is wound up on the ground
0: they okay. system
1: would never raise their fists the way a boxer would they would yeah, never yeah, yeah. do that um they would rather you do something and they just move and you happen to go down and so you can look surprised so if there's other people in the room they don't understand that you just counterattack. They they think you could easily just say oh someone's having a heart attack here um so um what draws wow. a lot of people is the weird feeling that happens when a systemic person touches you cause something very on it always feels strange. Mm-hmm. And even their um, their punches are done in a way called ballistic strikes, where their arms are completely relaxed by the time they the the arm strikes you. The reason they do this is they they generate um, movement of the arm and then let go of all their muscles. They just aim their forearm and wrist. matter what part of their body they hit you they just aim it at your spine and the reason they do this is because if a boxer hits you your your muscles instantly contract and you feel that tension being pushed into you, and you'll get a black and blue on you, Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll hurt your ribs or those outer muscles but when a systemic guy hits you your muscles don't contract it's a very gentle but heavy strike but what happens is all the water, because your muscles don't contract, all the water in your body transmits that shock wave into your spine. And the shock wave goes up and down your spine and winds up in your head. And uh, it feels like you got hit by a truck or the moment at the beach when you get hit by a wave totally flat. And suddenly the wave feels like it weighs as much as a car just mm-hmm. because you happen to hit it. At the, this is exactly what Systema guys do. They they view people as moving in waves of of motion through their skeleton, and they and they either join that wave or they 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 manipulate that wave in all kinds of different ways. But they're profoundly relaxed. I I, I jokingly call them the Raggedy Andes of death because they're so soft, they're so quiet, and so deadly it's not a sport it's definitely for use by elite soldiers and Mm -hmm. um it's uh and we train uh, i'm a certified uh instructor not just in the martial art but in the body work that they do they do Mm -hmm. specialized body work for Mm -hmm. training with uh tools and uh whips and all kinds of things where they use force to soften the soft tissue Mm -hmm. in your body quickly Mm-hmm. it's extremely painful but they coach you and teach you how to breathe in certain ways and move your attention around to deal with this pain and to allow your nervous system to let all this uh, chronic tension out of your soft tissues and in doing that you, many people have a series over time of cathartic episodes i call them where mm-hmm. trauma from the past you're taken back to these moments of trauma I've had two of them happen where I forgot I was even in the room getting body work done to me. I went through the ice at night on a snowmobile Mm -hmm. many years before, and this triggered my memory of this. And for some seconds, I had no idea I was still in my house getting worked on. I thought I was back out on that ice. I could smell everything, I could taste it. And even when I realized where I was, my teeth were chattering with cold for over a half an hour and my body was shaking and releasing tremendous amounts of um stored up tension from those traumatic memories Um, and so they soften their soldier and the like in all somatic arts anything having to do with the nervous system training the the goal is not to teach fighters a menu of moves it's to get their resiliency and their response of their nervous system hyper tuned and to radically increase the ability to physically feel
0: Mm-hmm.
1: to radically increase it. Wow. Even though that seems counterintuitive for people going into painful endeavors. Um, you know, now that I'm a uh, founder of Somatic Training Network and um, w- I represent lots of disciplines, the, the I say the same thing to people in pain, that the, the goal of nervous system training is always to feel more. And to people in pain, this can sound crazy because yes. generally people with chronic pain either go toward uh, distractions yeah. away from their pain yes. or to numb themselves, either voluntarily or yeah. through medication. Yeah. Um, and and the, the idea of feeling more can sound crazy to someone in chronic pain, but as it turns out, um, when you make those decisions to run away from that pain mm-hmm. um, and keep your ability to physically feel the way it is, that pain takes up a, a very large percentage of your total experience of being alive. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do with the bodywork training uh, by inflicting this specialized pain of pressure or strikes on clenched flesh, which hurts radically more than strikes or pressure on relaxed flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, we but train how, people. How, yeah, but how did you find this? This uh... I ran into guys while i was shooting sorry i i lost track of this and talking yes. about it but i was over there shooting the um the the feature film and one of the guys on our crew this young guy who mm-hmm. was playing drums in the bands featured in this movie i paid him for his three months work by having pocket money and then i paid him to get three months five days a week of private um master level instruction so we sort of bartered for his participation Mm -hmm. and we documented his experience of training and it wound up in the film and that's how I initially met um the Sistema Masters um I negotiated that deal with the Grand Master Colonel Ryabko in Mm -hmm. in Moscow before we started shooting and then we got to know them over the course of that first summer Mm-hmm. And I went to a seminar, and it it got me immediately. I left that feeling like the ground had shifted under my feet, that I had been given access to some nat- clearly natural yet magic-feeling situation, like, like there was another dimension of existence that I was oblivious to. And I said to Colonel Ryabko at the time, right now I'm doing seven jobs at once making this movie, so I'm not going to become a tourist in Sistema but I'm going to study and when the time comes a few years from now when I'm clear of this project I'm going to become a student for real and that's what I did Uh, when the time was right I started traveling all over the world to seminars because I'm in a very small town here I don't have a school here so I started traveling and spending longer and longer periods of time training with the best Sistema masters in the world in the U.S. and Europe and Asia and all over the place and um, got into the community that way. And then, clear, very soon after, was drawn to the bodywork part of it and have focused most of my training and attention into becoming a skilled body worker and their specialized version of bodywork.
0: Yes. How did you feel about the idea of that? our experiences are stored in our body because most people think they are stored in your head and not in your body how did you feel about it
1: well i it, well i think that you you phrased it exactly right how did i feel about it versus how did i think about it exactly. i came to realize that when i went um I was the first person in known history even in the russian military to experience this kind of bodywork every day for three weeks mm-hmm. even when soldiers are in training they only do it once a week to them at mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. and i went for a three-week trip and insisted that they do it to me every day and i mm-hmm. i was very um uh we say averse to pain my whole life I Mm -hmm. always felt I was weak I couldn't take pain in any way I had a lot of fear Mm -hmm. but I was in so much emotional turmoil from my feature film not getting distributed and my marriage coming (laughs) coming to an end simultaneously yes Yes. that I felt like something had to give I was aware of this extreme body work since we had shot the film and I wanted nothing to do with it um, because it was so hardcore but uh, I finally just bit the bullet, and it was hard for me to go to back, back every morning, but I just kept sort of not thinking about it, and showing mm-hmm. up, and about the
0: That's third good.
1: session in, I suddenly um, started feeling my body shaking, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this cascade of all the emotions I had had about yeah my marriage coming apart and what does that mean for my kids and me and will i be alone for the rest of my life and all yeah. that uh, midlife crisis yeah stuff
0: yeah uh,
1: just came out of me so hard and not just through crying but through this massive um almost kundalini type body shaking yes. for, for many many minutes yes. and uh, And as I know now, when that happens, we cover the person with blankets and the procedure's over at that point. And we Mm -hmm. leave them to themselves and um, let them go to the point where they fall asleep. And so I experienced that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, yeah, I felt that reality. Mm -hmm. um before anyone explained it logically to me and Mm -hmm. and the way Colonel Ryabko wound up explaining is it it to me is he said you know Dan if you had gone to a psychologist for a few years and gotten yourself to the point through talking that you were finally able to face this pain of your divorce you know the exact same thing would have happened you would have shaken you'd be crying All this energy would come out of your body. What we do is we back flush this same thing to happen. Mm
0: -hmm. We do
1: it through the physical body, but really the opposite end of the same process. You could have done it through talking as well. It would have just taken you a lot longer. It wouldn't have taken you two days. It would have taken you two years.
0: Yes. What I, yeah, that's true. But I think only talking is not enough.
1: Yeah. You can it's, it's, speed up,
0: you can speed up the process. That's why I do retreats, because I mm-hmm. let other people uh, experience new uh, experiences and let the en- mm-hmm. energy get out. So that's true through physical uh, transformation. It goes way faster than only talking.
1: I've heard various people theorize that for trauma, there, there is a a a theory that you have to raise the energy level yes. up to a certain degree yes. to, to get up to that energy level that somehow matches that trauma, and that helps the system be willing to face it. Instead, yes, yeah. Um, well, that's uh, funny. Uh,
0: my my masterclass recently I gave recently was about raise your raise your energy fast, and now you mention it. <laughs>
1: that's funny you you know there uh, i do uh i'm a feldenkrais practitioner as well and in the four-year feldenkrais method training uh, they pointed something out that we have all come to feel that the psyche and the body are separate things but this really is an illusion based on that in the 1800s because of the complexity yes we divided the study of the psyche and the body into different disciplines so people could specialize in the study of these two things true but, but it's one... reality is we're not built of parts we're no. built of speed absolutely and these two things are never actually separate we just no. study them separately but we've done it for so long that we that the general public has this mistaken idea that they are two separate things when yes. they're actually one thing.
0: Yes, well, that's why you see more and more holistic uh, workers coming up who who approach life as a whole in that matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: I, uh, we are almost getting to the end of, of uh, your story. Is there something you can round up or, or the, the three takeaways you have for your audience, for my audience?
1: yeah for for me what what i um my position in the world as founder of somatic training network is to is to really encourage people to think of about three things Mm -hmm. one is that health really needs to be made of three building blocks nutrition physical training and training your nervous system Mm -hmm. um the second part is that training your nervous system, there's lots of ways to do it. You're surrounded by it. We have many disciplines in the world, ancient and modern alike, yoga, tai chi, uh, qi gong, Feldenkrais method, Hanna somatics, and, and many others. And all of these disciplines are based on two, doing two things simultaneously, moving in extremely slow motion and feeling it for the purpose of feeling it the only way we can improve our nervous system function is by increasing our capacity to physically feel quieting mind lets us notice things at a subtler level um so doing that so most disciplines are quiet Mm -hmm. and the third thing i would like to um emphasize to people Mm -hmm. is that Many people either train their nervous system only in gentle arts Mm -hmm. or only in martial arts. Mm -hmm. And my feeling is that um, gentle arts give you a sense of self-image, which is important in nervous system training, self-image that is spiritual in nature Mm -hmm. and eternal in nature, Mm -hmm. but can lead to a victim mentality. I know so many people who only train in the gentle arts who tell me my healing is going fine. I've been healing for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I say to those people in the martial arts world, we would call that not healing. Mm -hmm. If you're healing for 15 years, it means you're not healing Uh, building a shrine to your pain. Yeah. Uh, In the martial arts world, what that contributes is a sense of self-respect of a wiggling, squiggling creature alive on this planet right here, right now. It has spiritual components, but it gives you a different sense of self-respect. So Mm -hmm. I urge everyone, if you're only training in the gentle arts or only training in the soft martial arts, and I emphasize soft martial arts because they train the nervous system, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to, to some degree to train on both ends of that spectrum. That martial artists should be doing yoga, yoga people should be doing martial arts the the combination of those two i believe give you a more holistic sense of who you are and what it truly means to be alive right here right now in all capacities so that's that's what i encourage people move slower than you think you should yes it it has to be part of your normal practice just as much as running just as much as lifting weights just as much as eating right um, and all the masters have not been able to, I'm the guy that finally came up with the three word phrase that ties it all together of nervous system training. I went through the whole world. And in my book, Somatic Fanatic, I talk about how no one could boil down to me in one sentence. What is this? What is yoga? What is this? They were all telling me these huge answers. And then finally, my frustration of being, finding those answers unacceptable, I finally this phrase nervous system training popped into my head about three years ago. And I was like, Eureka, that's what ties all these things together is they're yeah. all training the nervous system. Yes. And I, I encourage everybody to make a practice at least three times a week where you're moving in slow motion for the purpose of feeling. it. Yeah. And your life I will agree. become immeasurably better for doing it.
0: Yeah. That's why my podcast uh, is feel your feelings uh, mm-hmm. for me. And, and uh, that was, starting to um, ease also and understand the nerve nerve system because you are Mm -hmm. wired through uh, your nervous system because all the trauma is stored in your body. But I'm going to thank you so much, uh, Dan. Uh, it was really impressive. It really uh, is a, a, a new way of looking at this um, and uh, heal, heal uh, uh, your life, because I see it as he healing your life. And um, this was Feel Your Feelings for today. Thank you for listening. Until another podcast. Bye for now.